Welcome to Own the Microphone. Join me, Bridget McGowan, an award-winning international professional speaker and owner of the independent publishing company, BMAC Talks Press. If I sound a little bit giddier than usual, there is a reason for that. And it has something to do with my guest today. Larry Long Jr. is completely hilarious and incredibly talented on the microphone. Larry, welcome to the show. Come on now, Bridget. I thought I told you that we won't stop. I thought I told you that we won't stop. I'm honored and privileged to be here in the midst of greatness. Oh, please. I'm the one who feels honored. Larry, you have been owning the microphone for a minute. I want you to think back to one of the first presentations you made, whether it was paid or not, and then think back to the most recent presentation you made. What would you tell yourself years ago making that first presentation based on what you know now? Yeah, we're, we're going to go back to my first paid because it's so... Uh, it's just so meaningful to actually get a paycheck to rock the mic. And I, I know your viewers and listeners can't see me, but I've got the gold mic in my hand. Check out my picture. But uh, it, it was really, it, it went well, but it, 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 it could have been better. It's one of those things where when you're a professional, you do what professionals do. And you got to be on point. When, when you're getting paid, it ain't a game. And it's just like sports. I grew up playing team sports. It's the same thing. I, I went to professional, I went to minor league spring training with the Dodgers and the Red Sox. And they said, don't let the door hit you where the good Lord split you. So I would tell that, that Larry Long Jr. doing the paid engagement, hey, step your game up, big dog. You're in the big leagues now. This is no longer little leagues. This ain't T-ball, but this is the big leagues. I've come a long way. <laughs> tell me. How can listeners step up their games, whether they're getting paid or not? What can they do? What's, what, what's something they can do right now? Yeah, well, I don't know if Allen Iverson is on, but yes, we're talking about practice, not the game. And I hate to oversimplify it, Bridget, but practice really makes perfect or as close to perfect as you can get. You can never be perfect, but practice practice and more practice everyone's got a smartphone you should be practicing in front of your smartphone hopefully you've got a circle of friends you've got family record yourself do it live in front of them and ask them for that critical and constructive feedback on how hey how can I get stronger tomorrow than I am today and, and be open to it for me I'll I'll share with you a piece of feedback that I got hey Larry have you ever been on a roller coaster? You know how a roller coaster goes chugga, 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 chugga to the top, and then it goes, wee! This gentleman said, your whole daggone presentation was, wee! He said, my advice would be, slow down, calm down, lead up until you get to the top. Once you get to the climax, wee! I said, okay, I feel you. So I had to be intentional and really be mindful that not everyone vibes with the wee. So I had to work my way up and then I hit them with it. <laughs> when I tell you, I completely get it because I'm usually on 10 because I want everybody around me to be on 10, right? Life is not worth living if you're just going to keep it on one or two. And so I'm amped up too. And I totally get it where you want to take them on a ride that has peaks and valleys. So 
in on the flip side of the coin, you had that audience member give you that feedback of, hey, Larry, everybody's not right. Everybody's not there with you. Slow it down. On the flip side of the coin, everybody don't keep things so slow until you're putting the audience to sleep. But you want to have a nice balance of those peaks and those valleys, those highs and those lows. Now, tell me, what do you do? Is it, are there like secret formulas, uh, secret practices that you have or, or hallmarks of a Larry Long Jr. presentation that you just make sure happens every single time you make a presentation to create the same experience for your audience every time? The, the Larry Long Jr. experience is full of energy. And that's something that I just naturally bring. Uh, it's full of care. And people, they can smell BS from a mile away. And that's really my calling card is that Larry is high energy, very positive, got a smile for a mile and a face for radio, but he's going to bring it that authentic care. And that's, I mean, it, it's nothing that I really, I, I just try to bring my authentic self because I can't be anyone else. I can I'll be honest with you. I can barely be myself. It's You talked about an adventure. Shoot, my middle name is Misadventure. But I can tell you we're having fun each and every step of the way. I'm living, I'm learning, and I'm definitely loving. Right. Uh, there was something that you said, and it, it hit me, and then it fell away. Maybe it'll come back to me. But uh, you, you, you are so right about showing up and just being yourself. Don't try to be somebody else because that is twice as hard as being yourself. And the audience, they're going to spot it a mile away. They, they can tell a mile away. So you really have to show up and just be yourself. So you founded Larry Long Jr. LLC with the mission, vision, goal of helping people, teams, and organizations go from good to great and you regularly speak to individuals and teams, and you've been coaching and training sales organizations for more than 16 years. So energy, excitement, uh, a jolt to get teams into action, that's what you do. Now, here's something that I love about your mantra. You believe everybody has a gift, and that your gift is helping others discover theirs. How can our listeners work on discovering their gifts? Yeah, I love it. So I'm a big believer and I'm writing a book. I'm, I didn't want to put the cat out of the hat just yet. But the name of my book is Jolt, Zapping You into Intentionality, Believe in and Rediscover Your Inner Greatness. All of us have superpowers from within. All of us have greatness. Along the path, sometimes we lose it. Come on now. There's a saying, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I'm flipping the script. This is the remix, baby. If it ain't broke, break it. We're going <laughs> to shake it. We're going to flip it upside down. And we're going to go ahead and get you back on track. We're going to give you that, that jolt, that lightning jolt, jolt to uh, get you back on track to your inner greatness. Really maximizing your uh, potential. Because the one thing that really burns me up is to see folks that have so much potential, but they don't believe it. They don't believe it in their heart. They don't believe it in their mind. You can hear it from their words, not just wh what they say, but how they say it. I think Kevin Hart, the great comedian, says it best. Say it with your chest. 
We're talking about confidence. We're talking about choice. We're talking about intentionality. And my job is to pull that out, is to bubble that up. So essentially you can believe in your inner greatness and make it happen. Now, it is different for everybody. My it is different from the next man or woman, but I want them to be able to accomplish whatever it is that they want to accomplish. And a lot of times there's that FUD that's running around in in our mind. I call that the fear, uncertainty, and doubt. And we got to go ahead and knock that thing out and start writing a story, telling a story to ourselves. Because I'll be honest with you, Bridget, I talk more trash to myself than I would ever speak to anyone else and that I would ever let anyone speak to me. And I'm working on that. Hey, Larry, you control the narrative of the story you tell yourself. So it's an ongoing process and I'm just trying to help others that might be stuck like I've been before. Mm, Fear, uncertainty, doubt, get rid of the FUD. Get rid of the FUD because everybody, you are a human You are not the only one that has the fears, that has the uncertainties, that has the doubts. You need to break out of that because you have a message that is valuable and that other people need to hear. Don't worry about perfection. Just get it out there. How do you make sure that you don't worry about perfection, Larry? Because it, it can stymie you. Bridget, I do. I'm going to keep it real. I do. But but what I found is uh, the company you keep. I, I surround myself with the A-team. Starts with my mom, my wife. I've got a coach that I work with. I've got friends that I can count on. And these are real friends. They don't sugarcoat it. They say, hey, Larry, you got to you gotta get it moving, man. You're, you're kind of, you're stuck. And we're here to give you that swift kick in the behind, that encouragement. Hey, hold on to my hand. I got you, dog. I got you. You got this. Uh, And and then I found some internal. For me personally, my father passed away eh, five and a half, going on six years. And that's my why, just to carry on his legacy. He sacrificed so much for me. So when I look at it through that perspective, it changes the whole game. Hey, ain't ain't nothing to be scared of. Uh, but, But really... It's that internal. I think motivation is, they, they say it's external, uh, but it's it's the internal. What's that internal drive? What's that that internal, I think Simon Sinek calls it, why? And for me, I've been so blessed. My responsibility is to positively impact as many individuals that I can. Now, a subset of that, when I help out individuals, it then helps out the organization, but I'm really focused on that person and, and really in sales, it's easy to look at the numbers. Oh, did you hit your numbers? I don't really care about the numbers. I do, but I care about the person. Let's look at, I call them the seven Fs, faith, family, friends, fun, fitness, finances. You'll get a kick out of this one. Philanthropy. I spell phonetically and frenetically. I know that's (laughs) not an F. And then career. You look at those eight buckets and you do a self audit. Where are you at on a scale of one to 10? What are your top priorities? Let's look at your calendar. Do they match up? How can we make sure that you keep the important things as the important things and that you devote the time, energy, and resource to get there? So I'm, I'm really just a catalyst to help folks step onto that train to be the best that they can possibly be. How do people find their why, Larry? Yeah. You got to ask questions. You got to ask the tough questions. Why am I here on this earth? 
What am I good at? What am I passionate about? For me, I've loved helping people since I was a youngster, seeing my parents at the VA medical centers, helping those who have served and put their lives on the line. That's my why. My sister is a little bit different. We grew up in the same household, but she's 10 years younger. She's finding her way working in a nonprofit as well as photography. Photography is her jam. She was a track star. She's a runner. She's a track star. For me, I was a baseball player. I was the black sheep of the fam. My dad ran track. My sister ran track. I was the black sheep literally and figuratively. So for each individual, you've got to ask yourself the, the tough questions. And you're going to get the tough answers that will direct you to what motivates you, what drives you, what is that internal drive, what, what, is, that, what is that goal that you're really trying to, to, to march towards, what's your legacy going to look like, what do you want it to look like, and what's it looking like right now, let's go ahead and take that holistic approach, and now we can put together a plan. Now we have a playbook that we can execute on according to your why, not my why. Shoot, I'm not going to take your why and you shouldn't take mine. Let's find each individual's purpose, mission, vision. It has to be personal to you. It, 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 it just has to. You cannot get on a stage and get hyped and pumped about something that's important to me. That is my why that impacts me. And I love those seven F's. Everybody, I want you to think about those seven F's again. After you listen to this podcast episode, get somewhere, get quiet, get a sheet of paper or get out your tablet, your e-tablet, if you will, and jot these down and then just jot down notes. It does not have to be grammatically correct. There is no precise wording that we're looking for here. Faith, family, friends, fun, fitness, finances, philanthropy. Where do you stand in those seven areas? Faith, family, friends, fun, fitness, finances, philanthropy. And, Where career, and career. And, and career. career. We had to throw, we, you know, I couldn't keep it that simple. I had to shake it up a little bit. Let's throw in a C for career. <laughs> you always come with some kind of a wrench. You got to throw it in <laughs> or a hitch in the giddy up. Yes. Look at those seven F's plus that career. Where are you now? Where do you want to be? And how are you going to get yourself there? And how can using your voice get you where you want to be? Don't don't be satisfied with where you are, especially if it's not bringing you happiness, it's not bringing you joy, and if it's not impacting others. And I'm telling you, using your voice and getting on those stage, getting on those stages, whether they are virtual or in person, is going to make a difference. Now, Larry and I are on virtual stages right now. And there's one thing, everybody, that Larry did at the start of the conversation, and I did too, was we stood up to have this conversation. Larry, give me your why behind, behind standing up to have this, this conversation. It, it, it brings a whole different energy. When I'm sitting down, I'm still energized. That's just my natural being. But when I stand up in the words of J.J. Walker, dynamite, you got to watch out now. Shoot, and don't let me get a mirror because if I put a mirror up there and I start smiling at that mirror, oh, it's something amazing. That person starts smiling back and then I start smiling again. It's an even bigger smile. It's absolutely amazing, Bridget. But when you stand up, now all the juices, it's just I mean, I'm, I'm in my batting stance for, for your listeners that still can't see me. I got a pink Louisville Slugger baseball bat. I'm in a good athletic position. I'm ready to knock out a grand slam. And if that energy doesn't come through, whoa, you better wake up. You better check your pulse. Because, I mean, we ain't messing around. So it just, 
it brings that different energy right there. Give it a try. If you're sitting down right now, stand up, put a smile on your face and see what happens to your whole aura. It's amazing. It really makes a difference, everybody. I'm telling you, it doesn't matter if you are having Zoom calls, phone calls, uh, webinars, stand during those webinars, those Zoom calls, the webinar presentations, standing rather than sitting, it even positions you to breathe properly, which is going to give your voice a lot more strength and a lot more clarity. That alone should get you on your feet. You see, when you stand while you're speaking, you naturally have good posture. And now that good posture can let the air do the work of carrying the sound of your voice as you speak. And you are better positioned to fill your diaphragm, not your lungs, but your diaphragm down here while you speak. And it's having that air in your diaphragm that's going to position your words to float on air and carry your sound and it's having air in your diaphragm that's going to cause your voice to project and sound confident and then this is the thing also Larry when you stand you're more likely to gesture and this can result in you sounding more confident and a lot more comfortable but when you sit down you can feel constrained you feel confined to that limited space And it minimizes the amount of gesturing you would do if you were standing. And it keeps you thinking on your feet, literally and figuratively. Keeping both of your feet on the ground, it makes it possible for you to perform. It makes it possible for you to answer complex questions and go through complex thoughts. And there's really something to that thinking on your feet phrase, if you will, it's, it's a true thing. Okay, so I could go on and on and on about standing when you do presentations. I mean, imagine, would you want to go to a presentation? You're the speaker. You've got hundreds, if not thousands of people out there in front of you. And, and you get on the stage and you sit down for your presentation. <laughs> no, you would not want to do that. And you would not want the speaker to do that if you were a member of the audience. Okay, I've gone on and on. Larry, you are going to have an opportunity to ask me a question in a little bit. I have another one for you. Oh my goodness, I'm so scared, everybody. And listen, he really does have a pink bat. He has drumsticks. He has, I'm telling you, he needs to go on that game show, whatever that game show is, where they ask you for these random items for a chance to win money. He would, he would, he would walk away with every red cent in the house because he's got all kinds of gadgets and props and stuff. Larry, tell me about your absolute most favorite presentation you've ever made. Bridget, I don't know if it's recency bias, but it was actually last Friday. I had the honor, my son's middle school asked me to come back. I did something virtually for him during the pandemic. And I killed it. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm bashful, but I killed it. Oh, I had one of, one of the, the students uh, who was on the swim team. She said, oh, Mr. Long, you came and spoke to my eighth grade class. You were amazing. I was like, Hercules, Hercules. So they invited <laughs> me to come back in person. And I had to give a message to the fourth and fifth graders, my sons in sixth grade, then the sixth, seventh, and eighth graders. And I tell you, I was nervous. I was out there. I was sweating up a storm. I said, what am I going to tell these kids? Because you know kids say the darndest things. And they don't take no junk. They're like, you better be good, Mr. Larry. I ain't, I ain't messing around. I don't need to be politically correct. So I went in there and I talked about the A 
the B and the C, the ABCs of success. And just to see, not all of them, let's keep it real, not all of the students. There were some that I could have said, I got a million dollars for everybody. And they still would have been like, forget you. But just seeing the light bulbs go off in the kids, it was their pep rally and just sharing with them to seize the opportunity. It's their choice. And then the sixth, seventh and eighth graders, I tore that up because my son, when he came in the car, he said, daddy, you made me proud. And that's, uh, I'm almost going to cry. To hear him say that, it's like, job well done. That's why I do what I do. I saw your post. The minute you started talking about this, I saw your post on LinkedIn about that, how you had the best time ever and how your son Trey telling you how proud he was of you just made your day. And everybody, let me tell you what the, ABC stands for, for, and there's a D in there too, action, belief, care, plus dream. I like how you use things like seven Fs, how you use things like ABC plus D to make it easy for your audience to remember and to have clear takeaways. Everybody, that is so critical to make sure your audience has takeaways. So whether you're using alliteration right? With the four F's, whether you're you're using assonance or whether you're just using common things like ABC that people will remember, one, two, three, that people will remember, do that. Create some kinds of of mnemonics in your presentations for those really big takeaways. Say to yourself, if my audience hears nothing else but X, put, put that in the box. Figure out some kind of a, some kind of quick, easy something. Create the assonance, create the alliteration, create a rhyme, something. So that they're walking out, they're going to their car, they're they're driving, something hits them, they remember it. Because that's what it's supposed to be about is making that impact like you talked about, Larry. I love it. Now, Bridget, I got to throw in something because I've been working with a presentation coach and the feedback she shared, I loved it because I can go overboard. So you want to be memorable, but you don't want to hit them with seven Fs and the ABCs and Ds and the LMNOPs and the one, two, three. They're like, what in the world am I supposed to take away? So that's been an opportunity area for improvement for me just to give them the one thing to take away, the ABCDs, and that's it. Because then if I throw in the seven Fs and a C, they're like, he said something and it was good but I can't remember anything. And then it's like, uh uh-oh, too much. Where if I slow it down, I give them a little taste test. I don't have to give them the whole buffet. Now I leave them wanting more. What what else you got up your sleeve, LLJR? Spot on. I'm glad you made that distinction, that point of clarification. Everybody don't go in there throwing a bunch at them. Okay, throwing spaghetti up against the wall and hoping something sticks as opposed to being very strategic, okay, and giving them three to five, five is almost too much, three to five pieces that they can easily digest and easily remember. Thank you for that point. Okay, uh, flipping the microphones, what is your question for me? Now, now this has been on my mind, Bridget, because I'm a new professional speaker. I'm so, so I want to know from your experience and where you're at right now, what's holding you back 
from taking it to your next level? What, 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 what is it that's going on in, in your aura that's holding you back from that next step? Oh, Larry, that is a very good question. And I will tell and I have an answer. This answer has been on my mind for years. So my presentations tend to focus on very corporate, black and white, not too emotional, not too personal. I'll talk to you about communication skills, presentation strategies, teamwork, give you some great anecdotes, give you some strategies, some suggestions, activities, but I don't share too much of the personal. And I have a very personal, very interesting uh, biography that I don't put out there. And that is what's holding me back. A a very um, interesting start to life and a crazy secret that came out when I was well into adulthood. And all of that makes me who I am. Before we had our conversation, we were talking about how I'm originally from Texas. And I told you, you said, well, what part? I said, well, I'm originally from Beaumont, but I grew up in Livingston. And there's a story to that. And I'll put that part out there. I was adopted. I was born in Beaumont and then adopted shortly after turning two years old and then relocated to Livingston with my adoptive parents. But there's a lot in that story that I just have not put out there. So that is what keeps me from getting to that next level. Because Larry, I truly do want to have a presentation or two that does tell some of that story, but I have not figured out how to do it in a way that's going to bring impact. I don't want it to just be one of those, woe is me, here's my story. (laughs) I don't want that. I want it to be something where people are saying, aha, yes, now I can do that. Wow, I never considered that. And I just have not figured that that figured that out. So that is what's holding me back from that next step. I appreciate you sharing that. And I hope you know you're not alone. And I hope you know you've got the support of myself as well as so many others as you travel along this journey, this adventure, sometimes misadventure of the four-letter word we call life which is absolutely amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> That's what we'll call it. Larry, what else do our listeners need to know in order to make sure they're always getting up there on that microphone and just taking it and owning it? Yeah, to own the mic, first of all, you've got to own yourself. You've got to be comfortable in your skin. And when you believe it, it doesn't matter. We're all humans. We all make mistakes. Even with practice, you're going to make mistakes. But when you go up there with a true heart, with an authentic uh, heart, caring about delivering a message that will empower and help your audience, it's all good, baby, baby. So I just encourage you to go out there with a smile, go out there with confidence, go out there with the courage to serve others first. It's not about you. It's about them. And if you keep that lens, if you're not a me monster, I think young Jeezy talks about a go getter, but Bob Berg wrote a book called go giver. So when you go out there and you give and you give and you serve, you're going to be a okay. So like Nike said, just do it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Larry Long Jr. This has been an absolute pleasure 
an honor and privilege to have you on the show. Thank you. Thank you. The, the privilege and the pleasure is all mine. I appreciate you, Bridget. Absolutely, absolutely. And everybody, I thank you. Uh, listeners, if it wasn't for you, we would not have this podcast. So until next time, this is Bridget McGowan. Make sure you always own the microphone.